And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever Show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. He is EY Eric Young. And I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's happening, man? Greg, hey, happy Friday to you. And happy Friday to everybody out there who did not bench Lamar Jackson you last night. You mean everybody? Because if you did, you're so. an idiot. I, I hope so, Greg. So you know who not, every, tell- not everybody. Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston. I saw these <laughs> tweets this morning. What is Kofi doing? Why? How do you not have Kofi Kingston watching the BFS? What is Kofi doing not texting you? We're watching. Trust me, I reprimanded him. I mean, and the reality is, is, is that I'm playing him in the WWE League. So uh, he's got uh, Jacoby Brissett filling in for Lamar Jackson with 47 oh points well, sitting on his bench. What an idiot. Um, what an I mean, idiot. It's not the smartest thing. And now he keeps saying... Uh, fantasy analyst someone told him to do it he won't give me the name i offered to beat the guy up myself for him even though i'm playing him uh kofi one of the greatest human beings of all time big football guy huge fantasy player um i'm i made it a point to to stand in the crowd during his wrestlemania match last year and i can tell you i'm an emotional person and i cried uh because often uh good guys don't get rewarded in this business and he's definitely one of the best human beings i've ever met in my life and uh Made a massive mistake, and I'm going to reap the benefits. He's a uh, sounds like a great guy, great wrestler. Like to watch him. Terrible <laughs> fantasy player. Like, are you kidding me? He I got mean, he's led in the astray. Semi, he's in the semifinals. He oh, got led astray by somebody that he was relying on. And I said, look, I mean, even though I'm playing him, if he would have texted me, I would have said, you can't sit Lamar Jackson. We said it yesterday. I mean, I, I, I didn't have a pile of questions, but a lot of questions on, on social media. We had people writing in the show asking us about people sat him. Speaking I don't that, understand how speaking, or why. Speaking of this, speaking of this, Alex, come here. You're, in the, you're in the room. Come here. Come on over. The camera's what? over there. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. So right here this is Alex. This is Alex. Everybody knows him. There's the updates on Sunday morning. There's the updates in the morning with us, right? So Alex asked me yesterday, as you guys heard, he's our video producer normally. Um, oh man, can I bench? I, I would love to reenact this if you don't mind. All right. So he comes downstairs from his update. Can I bench? Bring the camera can we, can we get a zoom out here? Zoom come out. on. We, we I understand Alex isn't downstairs, but we got you know we got to continue right. doing the job. All right. Thank you. Keep zooming. Keep zooming out. Keep zooming out. <laughs> I'm stand out. There we go. You're good now. All right. So Alex 
Can I start? Should I avenge Lamar Jackson? I'm, I literally, you, everybody knows me. Like, are you an idiot? I told this story yesterday. He's like pacing back and forth, back and Is forth. Is this one of his five quarterbacks? No. <laughs> pacing back and forth. And then, as we said yesterday, we bring you on the show today. Tell me to F myself if I was wrong. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not receive a text last night saying thanks. But first thing this morning, what did you say to me? I was, I was like, yeah, yeah, Greg, you were right. He goes, don't do that, Alex. Don't, because then you know what? He he comes on the BFFs. His head is already big enough. You know he what? He'd be doing this, you Alex. Know what, you know, now you know what you're hyping up Greg Sussman, he and goes, he gets too crazy. He goes, you know, Mark Ingram had that first touchdown. I go, what about the other five? And he goes, yeah, I'm up like forty-eight nothing after one player. I'm like, you damn right you are. You know who's not? Kofi Kingston. You're a smarter player than Kofi Kingston. Make that a gift, Steve, please. <laughs> Alex Rosano, thanks for stopping by. There you go. That is the excitement that you get, right? For somebody that's smart enough to start Lamar Jackson. The story you just heard from EY is what you get when you don't. Yep. And that's it. All wrapped up. Bow and a ribbon, Greg. We tried to tell you. This this man was averaging the most fantasy points by a quarterback in NFL History! history. And Number he just, one. He just added to that average. I mean, the guy put up in a six-point passing touchdown league. I play in the NFFC where I have Lamar Jackson. Two minutes. High-stakes league. This guy put up 49 fantasy points last night, Greg. 49 <laughs> points in a six-point passing touchdown league. So it's funny, and this is a typical, you know, me conversation, but, you know, the Survivor playoff pool, the Survivor pool that I do, player pool. Yes. I'm in the playoffs, which is awesome. I'm guessing you use Lamar Jackson right now. No, I'd be much more excited. I do not use Lamar Jackson. We have Lamar Jackson saved. Uh, we have him scheduled to play for us next week. And, of course, my buddy's just like, ah, oh, next week's the week. He doesn't do anything. Oh, you yeah, know. They're probably going to take him out at halftime once they clinch the, the division. Whole, the whole deal. We have, saved, we have literally saved him. We, we, Why would you do that? Because we thought, I think next week he plays like the Browns or something. So I was like, all right, cool. Oh, gosh, Craig. You should have you asked your BFF on this one. Could have told you Lamar Jackson against the Jets. There's what no quarterback you're using it's Lamar, this week. It's Lamar Jackson. Who are you using this week? Baker Mayfield? Drew Brees. Drew Brees? All right, yeah, that's pretty good. We could have went with Baker. We're going with Brees on Monday night. All right. It was good. I don't know how you had the patience to uh, not, not use Lamar. Lamar Jackson all season. You're, so, you are insane. The way to do, I mean, again, the way to do it is just you. the points reset in the playoffs. So you need to have players set. Yeah. And we've restrained ourselves and not use Lamar. And we're using him next week with Mark Andrews. I'm sure. Hey, well, God well, I, I hope he goes off next week, Greg. I hope you bring it home. And four people used Lamar Jackson this week. Damn, that doesn't seem good for your uh, for your point total, though. Doesn't seem great. Doesn't seem great. Well, I, I hope you win uh, because if you win, then you have to buy us all lunch. Called it. Uh, sure. If I win, I'll buy everybody lunch. Yeah. Probably not gonna win. Though. How about those Jets, though, Greg? They put up a fight like in the first quarter, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of texts about it. <laughs> So a lot of texts about that. So. Sam Donald's a good quarterback. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, we're about Adam Gase. Should have had three touchdowns. Just saying. I told you to play him. What's up? Should have Adam Gase. We're going to round the NFL this Sunday. Your BFS hanging out with you. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go! Young, Frank Staffel, Greg Sussman, hanging out. Happy day here today for all those Lamar Jackson starters out there. And happy day for all of us. We're going to go game by game as we do. Get you everything you need to know about this Sunday. The most information that we can in just the next 45 minutes. So let's break it down, Frank. Let me start with Spygate number two with the New England Patriots. Literally spying on the Bengals and saying, all right, I got it. They had their documentary series, Do Your Job. They're following a scout around. Fine. Get it. Why are they filming the Bengals sideline? We haven't talked about this at all. But, like, why are they filming the Bengals sideline? Uh, Mistake. Obviously, you need an edge to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, Greg. I'll take any edge they can. (laughs) Maybe they're trying to see, like, what A.J. Green's saying. Like, oh, should we get this guy? Something like that. I I don't know. Uh, I want to play with the Patriots next year. All right. It's the Patriots and Bengals. And... I know we'll talk a lot, of course, about the Patriots and, and who you can start and who you can't, specifically with the running backs. Obviously, you start Julian Edelman, and that's about it. With the Bengals, a question I've gotten a lot this week is, what do I do about Tyler Boyd? Can I start Tyler Boyd? So, EY, I'll throw this one to you. Do you feel comfortable starting him? I'm not. Uh, New England secondary has been uh, really, really good. It's a scary, scary matchup. Um, there's no one else really that uh, I'm afraid of there that's going to pull coverage away from him. They're going to double team him. Um, and, and someone actually I've been pushing kind of all week. People have been asking me. I think Mixon is actually going to have a pretty good game here. Um, um, Andy Dalton loves to check the ball down. Mixon has been good the last couple of weeks, um, and they're going to need him to do something. So I think Cincinnati makes this game pretty interesting. Um, and probably losing the end to the Patriots, but I think Mixon is going to have a pretty decent game. Yeah, I'm with EY on this one. I'm pretty much out on Joe uh, on Tyler Boyd in this matchup. I have him as my wide receiver 36, Greg, so low-end wide receiver 3. Uh, the production has been there for him the past couple of weeks, 75 yards or a touchdown in three straight games. He has been uh, the top target getter for Andy Dalton over the past two starts, so we know that Dalton's going to look his way, but the Patriots secondary has just been so tough all year. They are still number one in pass defense DVOA on the season. They are sixth in run defense DVOA, so if there is a way to attack them, it is on the ground. We've seen some running backs have success against this Patriots defense. And Joe Mixon is the RB5 in fantasy points per game since week eight. This is the running back that we were hoping for all season long. The offensive line is playing better. They're giving him more touches. They're throwing the ball to Joe Mixon a little bit more. I think he is a solid RB2 in this spot, Greg. I totally agree with you, Frank. Joe Mixon's been really good as of late. And uh, also, would you like to read my notes for Andy Dalton here, Greg? Uh, all right, let me, can you push it a little a little further? All right. Uh, there are the note. Look at the notes for Andy Dalton. It says, no. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. My, my, note, my notes for the Patriots wide receivers. Start Edelman. Crushing analysis. <laughs> Crushing analysis. That, that's it. Like I said on Monday, you can't trust anybody else in this Patriots offense, Greg. You're starting Julian Edelman. He's been phenomenal. He's the go-to guy for Tom Brady. Tom Brady leads the league in passing attempts, and a lot of those passing attempts are going towards Julian Edelman. Nobody else can create separation on this team. They obviously have a rapport together. You want to trust one of the running backs here because the Bengals just get eaten alive by running backs, but how can you do it? Sony Michelle, Greg, since Rex Burkhead returned from injury back in week eight, is playing 29% of the snaps. He has not scored a touchdown during that span. Since week eight, Sony Michelle does not have a touchdown. Uh-huh. How can you use him against the Bengals? You can't. And this is going to be the week that he scores three touchdowns. Listen, I feel the same way as I felt last week. I know you didn't love James White last week, but I'm I'm doing it. James White and Julian Edelman, and that's it. But James White is used more in competitive games, Greg. I understand. Back and forth. Unless you think this game's going to be competitive, but it's, you know, a, a 10 point. 10 point spread right now with the with the New England Patriots being favored on the road. So, I don't know how competitive this game is actually going to be. In a full PPR league, yes, James White is a flex option. Outside of that, I don't want anything to do with this offense outside of Julian Edelman. Fair enough. All right. Well, you know, Tom Brady as And you, I love their defense obviously. And as you mentioned, Tom Brady is like number 21 or so in your ranking. QB 21. Yes. So, he's not really using Tom Brady if he doesn't have to. Okay. Let me move on to another popular question we've gotten this week, Frank, and that's here in New York. It's the Giants and the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh leading the Dolphins into town and there's a lot of questions about their wide receivers. Devontae Parker, um Albert Wilson, are both in concussion protocol. Have we seen anything about their status for Sunday yet? So the last that I saw was Devontae Parker practiced in full today. He is still in the concussion protocol, but it is looking like he is going to play. We also got that tweet from Inside Injuries, and it says it's trending in that direction, which would be a huge get. I mean, we've already lost so many wide receivers this week from Mike Evans to DJ Chark to Alshon Jeffrey to Marvin Jones. So if we can get Devontae Parker back in the lineup... Eric Young's Devontae Parker back in our fantasy lineups. He is a legit high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one in this matchup against the Giants, Greg. Uh, All right, fair enough. Devontae Parker, absolutely. He's been fantastic all season long, to be honest with you. If he's in there, get him back in the lineup. Uh, How confident are you in Patrick Laird? Where is he in your rankings? So Patrick Laird is right in the middle of my RB3 flex rankings. You know, he did not run efficiently like any Dolphins running back uh, hasn't been able to do so far this season, but he saw a massive workload last week, Greg. 19 touches, 82% of the running back snaps. His snap share was fourth most among all running backs in week 14. So you know that he's going to be on the field. He's going to catch passes. I think he is a solid RB3, solid flex. The Giants are better against the run because everyone just throws against them. Uh, But I think that he'll catch anywhere between three and five passes. I think Patrick Laird is a solid flex. I'm not ready to get his name tattooed on my body anywhere like some other people uh, on Twitter right now. The intern. It's crazy. But uh, I do like him as a flex option. All right. So we like Ryan Fitzpatrick. We've talked about him before as well. Is Mike Gusecki in your top 12? Uh, Mike Gusecki is just outside my top 12, but I think that he is a fair streaming tight end. Zach Ertz, two touchdowns last week against this defense. And again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is my QB 11. I would start him over Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, uh, a lot of big names, but have tough matchups this week. On the other side, the New York Giants, EY, a popular quite another popular question I've gotten, and I know we've talked about it a little bit here, is Darius Slayton. Sterling Shepard is in there. Golden Tate is in there. Eli Manning is in there. Once again, no Evan Ingram for the New York Giants. What do you think about Darius Slayton this week? I mean, him and Eli showed a a legitimate connection last week. Um, 
actually in, in a dynasty league, uh, the fact that Slayton caught those touchdowns and got all the yards and Shepard didn't knock me out of the playoffs. Um, and I think Slayton is a guy that, I mean, is, until they prove us wrong, is a guy that you can trust in your lineup, wide receiver, you know, low wide receiver two, top end wide receiver three territory. Um, Miami's defense isn't changing the world in any way. Um, I think Fitzpatrick is going to score and Eli is going to be forced to throw the ball and he obviously likes to throw it to Slayton. So I think you can trust him this week again. I agree. I have him inside my top 36, Greg, and I put out the poll before the show on the Fantasy BFF Twitter. Which one of these fringe wide receiver threes do you like most between Zach Pascal, Darius Slayton, Terry McLaurin, and Chris Conley? The leading vote getter as of now, 42% of the vote has gone to Darius Slayton. I like both him and Sterling Shepard. I know, you know, you've been on Shepard. I don't think that it, it, it's a one or the other. I think both can actually be successful in this spot here, Greg, which means I guess Eli Manning is on our radar as a super flex quarterback. But ultimately, I do like Slayton. Uh, he had the most uh, targets last week. He took advantage. He had targets down the field. And Miami has allowed the most wide res- uh, the most touchdowns to wide receivers so far this season. I like Darius Slayton quite a bit. All right, Darius Slayton will be in there. The last wide receiver that was in this mix from the question I got, it was a good one. That's why I keep bringing it up. Uh, it's in this Washington-Philly matchup. And specifically, it's scary Terry McLaurin. McLaurin, he's good. He's legit good. Dwayne Haskins, as I said yesterday, the day before. Legit bad. Legit bad, exactly. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, who would you take, Terry McLaurin or Darius Slayton? Man, this is... Or Tyler Boyd. That's how I got here, too. This this is a tough one. I, I do have Tyler Boyd ranked the lowest of all of them. Yep, I agree. So I think I would lean with Slayton. Okay. And I, I think it is a risky proposition because, look, you're putting faith in Eli Manning or Dwayne Haskins. Either way, you know, you don't want to put faith in that quarterback to come through. But we at least saw it last week. We saw a blow-up game out of Darius Slayton. Terry McLaurin was fine. He scored a touchdown, circus catch for him, but it was still a terrible throw by Dwayne Haskins. It came in garbage time. He hadn't really done anything before that, but that Philadelphia Eagles secondary is bad. I like both of these guys as wide receiver threes. I lean slightly towards Slayton. Eli, what about you? Terry McLaurin or Darius Slayton? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with McLaurin. I think he's just uh, the superior athlete. Haskins and him do have a connection. Um, th- th- he was pretty decent last week and, and against Philadelphia. Um, they haven't been able to stop anybody. Their secondary is 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 brutal. Mylene, also Terry McLaurin. More on this game on the other side. NFL season is now upon us and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing Daily Fan Fantasy sports and not using dailyorder.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. And that's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Dailyorder.com, where millionaires are made. DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season. Enjoy DailyRoto.com. Learn from the best daily fantasy sports players and get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS. Line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com where millionaires are made. Back here with you, your BFFs, Eric Young, Frank Stanfield, and myself. Um, 
I'm going to get into a question in a moment, but I want to go back to this Eagles and Washington game, Frankie. We talked a lot about Terry McLaurin there and where you see him. What about Adrian Peterson? Is he in your top 24 this week? He is not inside my top 24. I do like him as a flex option in RB3. I worry a little bit about the matchup here. The Eagles have been great against running backs, even going back to last year. They're allowing just 3.6 yards per carry to running backs this season. So I worry about the matchup. I do like the volume here, obviously. So that makes AP a solid RB3 flex option. You know he's not going to do anything in the past game, but he is going to see carries. You know, since Bill Callahan has taken over, they want to run the football. And in the four games without Darius Geis with Bill Callahan as the interim head coach. Adrian Peterson averaged 18.8 carries per game and nearly 96 rushing yards per game. So I I think that he's in that mix once again. And if they get down near the goal line, you know that AP is going to be the guy. So I think he's a solid flex option. Is Chris Thompson also a solid flex option here this week, EY? I feel like I do have a weird feeling about him this week. Um, he could catch a ton of balls. Haskins loves to check the ball down. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball very effectively. I feel uh, Philadelphia's run defense is pretty good. Um, so they're going to throw the ball. And I think the short intermediate routes, Thompson's, you know, that's that's his thing. I mean, and this guy could t- catch a ton of balls and, and be highly used this week. Yeah, Chris Thompson led this team in targets and receptions a week ago. And, you know, as we've said with Dwayne Haskins, he doesn't want to take chances down the field. While that's what the matchup says he should do against Philly, ultimately he has thrown a lot more short passes and a lot of checkdowns to running backs. So if you are desperate, I think this is more of a desperation play, Greg, but in PPR leagues, I can see using Chris Thompson as like one or, you know, your second flex if you play in, you know, one of those deeper lineup leagues. All right, let me go to the other side of the Philadelphia Eagles where... I've got a lot of questions, Frank, about Boston Scott, who had a huge Monday night football game. Can he do it again? Yeah, this is a tougher one to figure out because you're you're trying to evaluate how much of last week was for real and how much of it was, all right, well, Boston Scott was only on the field because Miles Sanders was dealing with cramping. So you have to weigh those things. I still think that if Miles Sanders is healthy and good to go, which by all accounts he is, uh, Jordan Howard doesn't look like he's going to play again. I, I literally looked it up during the break. His Roto World just says, no change. So no. I don't know what's going on with, uh, with Jordan Howard. It might just be one of those injuries... You know, where the where they want to see what they have in their younger players. But I still do like Miles Sanders' low-end RB2 here, Greg. We saw uh, Washington get ran all over by Aaron Jones last week. I think they can be taken advantage of. Again, I think Boston Scott is in that similar territory as Chris Thompson. I think it's like a really, Which desperate, one do you like more? really desperate flex. I would go with Chris Thompson just because I trust his role more in this offense. But... It is a good matchup. I just don't know how much we can trust him, especially, you know, in week 15 fantasy semifinals. You'd have to be really, really desperate. Obviously, we know about Zach Ertz here. Would you start any Philadelphia wide receiver? Uh, no, unless they bring Terrell Owens back. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, our buddy, this guy right here, Eric Young, uh, he has a question for us, Frank, and I'm off on the air. And it's not dissimilar to the question I have. Uh, I, as you know, for my last flex, it's Patrick Laird or Emmanuel Sanders. Let me add Which to- isn't really a question, Greg. Okay. Just letting you know. Fair enough. Well, I don't know what your answer is, but I'm excited to hear more about Emmanuel Sanders in a few moments. <laughs> um, Carlos Hyde, James Conner are also in the mix for EY. He needs one of those four. So I do think it's... James Conner's really interesting, and I'm happy that we bring this up, because he he's been one of the more tougher running backs to rank this week, just because hey, yeah. you don't know... 
what his workload is going to look like. It's a solid matchup against Buffalo. The way to attack Buffalo is obviously by running the football. Uh, their secondary is amazing. But you don't know if Connor's going to see a full workload. Benny Snell has been adequate for the team. I'm not going to say he's been great. Uh, and there's always a chance of re-injury for James Conner. You know, the last time we saw him, he he hurt himself in the first quarter again and didn't play the rest of that game. So it, it's a tougher call than, than it normally should be when it comes to James Conner, but I do lean that way, Greg. Playing at home, you know, normally primetime games at home, Pittsburgh very competitive in these spots. Uh, James Conner has had a lot of weeks off. We spoke to Virginia yesterday about him. He said, she said that, you know, he should be good to go. Like his optimal recovery time yeah. has passed. Like yeah. he's he's ready to come back. I, I would trust James Conner over Carlos Hyde. You trust James Conner over Emmanuel Sanders? No, I would go with Emmanuel Sanders. I am, so I'm going with EY. I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders over Patrick Laird. I think it's a really good spot against Atlanta. Yeah. I, I I am a little concerned they're just going to run Raheem Mostert all day long, and it won't be enough for Manny Sanders. Um, Is this the first time Kyle Shanahan has played against the Falcons since he's probably not right? Probably. Since he's been in San Francisco? Probably. So there might be a little, you know, a little extra oomph in this game, Greg. And obviously a great matchup for Emmanuel Sanders. Sure. Coming off that great week last week. You don't have to worry about the snaps anymore. The concern we had last week was we didn't know how healthy he was. Because the two weeks before that, he didn't have big production. He wasn't seeing big targets. But then obviously inside the Dome last week, comes out and has a monster game. I think going back home, San Francisco has been on the road. I think... They're in for a big performance here against the Atlanta Falcons, and I think it starts and ends with Jimmy Garoppolo, Emmanuel Sanders, and Debo Samuel. Both of those guys are inside my top 20 wide receivers. I like both of them here this week as well. The James Conner one, EY, is really, really interesting. I, you know with Duck Hodges, they just want to run the football. That's all they want to do. So maybe a lot of James Conner this week. I, I kind of like him. I, I kind of do. It's a really, really tough decision. Well, if you had to set the over-under for James Conner touches this yeah. week, Greg, yeah, what would you say? Well, I set the touches at 15. 15? Yeah, I was thinking like 13 and a half, 14 and a half, something around there. We weren't too far off. Yeah, and look, even if they use Benny Snell, like you said, they don't want Duck Hodges throwing the ball a ton against this Buffalo Bills secondary. So we could have a game where James Conner touches the ball 15 times and Benny Snell also touches the ball 10 to 12 times. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not insurmountable. Not at all. Yeah. So there you go. I hope we helped you, I. Um, and it was Miles Sanders, not Emmanuel Sanders. Oh. So that, that changes the question. That's why I put it out. Because we just talked about Laird. We talked about Miles Sanders. <laughs> that my answer, that is a little bit closer. My answer is going to be James Conner. Still over Miles Sanders, huh? Yeah. My answer is James Conner. Yeah. Sure. It's just, you know, in week 15, it's risky. It is risky for sure. I, I, I think I would lean with Miles Sanders. It's a good spot against Washington. Good matchup. Aaron Jones just ran all over them. I, I like the matchup for James Conner, but I just think there's a little bit more risk involved. I, I trust the workload right now that Miles Sanders is going to see. All right. I mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. Let's get into the San Francisco 49ers a little bit. You talked about Debo. You talked about Manny Sanders. How high is Raheem Mostert in your running back rankings this week? So I have Raheem Mostert. He is inside my top 20. He is a legit RB2. Uh, I have him as my RB19, one spot ahead of Devin Singletary, and I think that he has earned this. Much like everything Kyle Shanahan has said about Raheem Mostert, how can he go away from him right now? How can you go away from him in fantasy? It's it's pretty hard to do. I mean, the, the touches that he's getting, how efficiently he's running, he has explosiveness. And I know on paper, the Falcons look like they're a good run defense. That's because everyone just throws on them. So I think they're playing with a lead in this game. I really do like the 49ers in this spot. I think we see another game out of Raheem Mostert where he sees 15 plus touches behind this offensive line. Uh, really good offense. I think he gets in the end zone again as well. I think he's a solid RB too. 
Can you start Matt Breida this week? I think that he is kind of in that range of desperation flexes that we've been talking about. Chris Thompson, Boston Scott. You don't know how many touches he's going to be, how many snaps he's going to play, Greg. Uh, Again, he has explosiveness, much like Raheem Mostert, but you don't know what the workload is going to be. So uh, I think he's in that range with Chris Thompson and Boston Scott, but I would trust him over those players. On the other side, EY, you do not have Calvin Ridley in the lineup for the Falcons this week. Devontae Freeman is expected to play. Obviously, Julio Jones is out there as well. How do you feel about someone like Matt Ryan, who we always go back to on the show? How do you feel about Matt Ryan? How do you feel uh, about Russell Gage, who's going to start in place of Calvin Ridley? Where are you with those guys? Uh, Matt Ryan is it's scary right San Francisco's defense is for real Um, and the reality is is I think San Francisco is going to run the ball they're going to get up and Matt Ryan is going to have to throw Uh, not having Calvin Ridley there is going to affect things Cage is just not as good as of an option Um, but there could be a a ton of checkdowns and I think uh, Julio Jones is still a little banged up uh, so that worries me so I mean there could be a massive workload for Cage this weekend he could be a really sneaky pick if they can move the football, Frankie. Obviously, New yeah. Orleans was able to. If Atlanta can, Russell Gage, then could be potentially sneaky. Yeah, I think this is just a bad spot for them. You know, going across yeah, the country yeah. to play on yep. the West Coast here. Uh, San Francisco gets back home again. I really like San Francisco in this spot. I don't know, you know, which Falcons team is going to show up. They've been very Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde-ish where you don't know which team is going to be there. I think Devontae Freeman is a flex option. Nothing more than that. He has seen 67% of the snaps each of the past two games since he's returned from injury. But again, if they fall behind, I think you can trust him for targets and receptions, especially with no Calvin Ridley. But outside of that, I don't know that Devontae Freeman's going to get back in the end zone this week or that he's going to be able to run efficiently. And I think if you own Austin Hooper, Greg, uh, likely bounce back spot for him. Sure. And, you know, if you have him, you're likely using him as your starting tight end this you week. You probably are. He'll be active this week. There's uh, no worries on him uh, this week, which is Matt good. Ryan might get killed in this game, for real. Like, San, San Francisco's pass rush is legit, Greg. And this offensive line for Matt Ryan has not been good all season. Speaking of players that are expected to play, we have a minute to go to the break, but Adam Thielen is going to play as long as nothing out of nowhere pops up before the game. Will he be healthy enough, Frank, to give it a, a whole game? Last time he tried this, he, he didn't even last a quarter. Yeah, much like what we said about James Conner, we had Virginia on yesterday. She spoke about Adam Thielen. She said that he is good to go. I mean, he's past his optimal recovery time. It's tricky with the hamstrings with wide receivers. I understand that. And the last time we saw him, he re-injured himself, much like James Conner. But he has had adequate time to heal from this, Greg. So I think, again, he's not the wide receiver one that he normally is, not even a high-end wide receiver two. He's on that wide receiver two, wide receiver three kind of fringe this week. And... We know what he's capable of. So I think more often than not, if you own Adam Thielen, you're likely getting him in your lineup. All right, there you go. More on Minnesota and the rest of the NFL this week. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Doing that thing you do 
Iwan, you have uh, this record from the Wonders. Uh, you know what? I, I might have it, actually. Really? I'd have to look. Yeah. I Well, I've got over 600. Well, so. I understand that this isn't from a movie. It's a movie soundtrack. Uh, I've got some movie soundtrack down there for oh, sure. Yeah, I, I might not have it. Damn. That's awesome, dude. Next time I come over, we are, we're, that's my request is to listen to the Wonders. I was just going to say, I'm surprised you yeah. guys didn't uh, didn't break you know, that out when Greg Sussman was there. The thing was, I didn't want to be, you know, the other request. It was like, I wanted to let Judy request it, Sarah request it. Oh, what it. a gentleman you, you are. Know, I, 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 you don't want my taste going on there. You don't, you don't want me to be like, all right, dude, let's, let's play some Third Eye Blind. <laughs> I also was about to say, you know, by doing the show, <laughs> by doing the show with you, and, and Gabe has pointed this out before. People kind of just lump they in do. my musical interests <laughs> with yours. We get a lot of Greg Sussman music here on the BFFs. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's music that I enjoy. You want the Game Rancy music? Well, not necessarily that either, but uh, yeah, somewhere in between, you know? That's uh, that's basically where I lie. Right, I wouldn't say that I am the uh, 90s alternative buff that Greg is. I, I, I do like some of it for sure, but a good set not nearly as much as you, buddy. All right, man. It's, it's fine. We need more Metallica here on the show. Let's not. Please, no. <laughs> please, no. All right. Um, let me get back here uh, to this week. We were talking about Minnesota in particular with Adam Thielen being back, um, getting him back into your lineup. Does that make sense to you what I said? Like low and wide receiver two, high and wide receiver three. Does that make sense for Thielen? Who would you rather start this week, Adam Thielen or T.Y. Hilton? Definitely Thielen. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I don't want to do the T.Y. Hilton thing. Do you, you like Terry McLaurin and Darius Slayton over T.Y. Hilton? Yes. Does, does that all make sense? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. I don't think, or Monday. I don't uh, think, Monday, yeah. I don't, I don't think it does. I think I like T.Y. Hilton more. Uh, it's just too I risky know. for me, man. It's so risky. I know. Um, for Minnesota, Alex, Alexander Madison has been ruled out in this one, which means either Amir Abdullah or Mike Boone or a combination of the two of them will be the backup to Dalvin Cook. You're going to get a whole lot of Dalvin Cook this week. Good feeling for the Dalvin Cook owners in the semifinals. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what we've been waiting for. We knew that it was a great fantasy playoff schedule for Dalvin Cook. Uh, so you're not going away from him at this point. Uh, and I think he's going to be a very popular DFS target this week as well with no Alexander Madison. We could see even more snaps and touches for Dalvin Cook than we normally do. We spoke about Adam Thielen. I think Stefan Diggs is in a similar range. I have him a little bit higher than Thielen just because he's been on the field. We know he's healthy. He has developed that connection with Kirk Cousins throughout the course of the year. But let's not discount that this is a tougher matchup, man. The Chargers have been really, really good against wide receivers. They got Derwin James back recently as well. That's a really strong set secondary. Uh, again, I think they lean on Dalvin Cook a lot. The way to attack this Chargers defense is by running the football. The Los Angeles Chargers, speaking of running the football, they're good at it. Austin Eckler's better at it than Melvin Gordon. How high is Austin Eckler in your RB rankings this week? Yeah, so I have Austin Eckler as a solid RB2. Look, it's a tougher matchup against Minnesota, but I think you just kind of have to throw matchups out the window when it comes to Austin Eckler at this point. Uh, I have him as my RB17. You could probably argue that he should be even higher than that, but his efficiency, what he's able to do on a per-touch basis, they use him a ton in the passing game. I don't think you can get away from the upside of Austin Eckler here, Greg. I agree. Austin Eckler has to be in your lineup given what he has done over the past couple of weeks. EY, can you start Big Mike Williams this week? I feel like it's a reach. Um, the guy's got to score touchdowns at some point, right? Like, 
I, I think I've said that every week yeah, from the start of the, the season, the now all weeks. the way through draft season. I mean, he had a pile of them last year, and he was banged up. He's been mostly healthy this year. Um, uh, I think he missed a game or two, but uh, he's healthy, and I mean, they're just not getting it done. So I think Philip Rivers is definitely on the back nine. He hasn't been as efficient or as good as a quarterback as he's been in the past. And that's a guy, like, you've been able to trust him for how long? I mean, like 10 years. He's, he's been one of those guys that, you know, is just going to produce and, and score touchdowns. Uh, Obviously, he's not going to run or do anything like that, but but has been a very good fantasy quarterback, a guy that you could get late. But Mike Williams, it, it's scary because he hasn't done it all year. But I mean, just odds of averages. I feel like he, I feel like he scores a touchdown this week. I think so too. I'm actually in on Mike Williams. I have him as a high end wide receiver three. You know, touchdown regression is real, and we know that. But it has swung too far the other way for Mike Williams this season. He had ten touchdowns on just sixty six targets last year. We knew that regression was going to hit him. It took him twelve weeks to score his first touchdown this season, and he's actually been good in terms of his yardage. You know, Greg, he is averaging seventy point one receiving yards per game. That is twenty first in the NFL. That's not a bad mark among all pass catchers. That's running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. He's 21st in the NFL. So the yards have been there for Mike Williams, and the Vikings are allowing the fourth most receptions to wide receivers and the fifth most touchdowns. I like Mike Williams as a high-end wide receiver three, Greg. Mike Williams in a spot to succeed here this week against Minnesota, who's been burned repeatedly here this season. We'll see what he can do. With Jacksonville and Oakland, you've talked a lot about DJ Chark not being able to play this week. Hasn't practiced all week. He is out on Sunday. Haven't seen what's going on with D.D. Westbrook, but your boy's been Chris Conley. D.D. Westbrook has been cleared. He is fully ready to play in this game heading into week 15 against the Oakland Raiders. So I do like D.D. Westbrook. He's my wide receiver 27. I have Chris Conley as my wide receiver 34. He is legit wide receiver three. Um, I know that Leonard Fournette is going to see a big workload like he has all season, but it's easier to attack the Oakland Raiders uh, through with a pass than it is with the run. Uh, and I think because of that, we're going to see a lot of concentrated targets on D.D. Westbrook and on Chris Conley here in this spot, Greg. So if you lost out on DJ Chark or a Mike Evans, you've been scrambling for the Darius Slaytons, um, you know, the Zach Pascals. If you missed out on those guys, I think Chris Conley is a fine fallback option as a wide receiver three. I agree with you. I like Chris Conley this week. I think it's a desperation option, no doubt. But in this matchup, I like it a lot, man. I like Chris Conley uh, in this spot with Gardner Minshew, who I don't hate this week either, um, against Oakland. EY, Chris Conley, or we haven't gotten to this game yet, Danny Amendola, I think both guys are in a really good spot in terms of their matchups. Yeah, I think that there's going to be more opportunity for Conley there. Um, Oakland Raiders are are, are a bad, a very, very bad defense, and they are on a bit of a slide right now. So I think I would trust, trust Conley more. But it wouldn't surprise me if Danny Amendola this week catches a ton of balls. Um, a guy that's managed to stay healthy all year, I, I wouldn't have bet on that ever in my life. Um, and uh, he's been pretty efficient. The fact that they've got Galladay and Jones there, I feel like he's definitely the third option, but it just going to depend on what Detroit decides to do offensively. Speaking of that game, you brought it up, Frank, so let's dive in here because Danny Amendola's match is obviously also awesome against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. The question is, is Davis Winston playing? That's question number one. Yes, he's good to go. He's right. already been fully cleared. He's, fully cleared. he's ready he's, to go. He's in there. All right. Question two. Is Bo Scarborough playing? Question three, follow-up, does it matter? 
it doesn't look good for Bo Scarborough. He's been banged up all week. He's barely been uh, barely practiced. I don't know that he's officially been ruled out of this game, but I don't think that it matters anyway. Really tough matchup going up against the Tampa Bay run defense. And even if he doesn't play, I don't want to get involved with anybody else there. JD McKissick, Ty Johnson. Been there, done that, spent all my fab on Ty Johnson. EY made fun of me for it. Let's move on. Uh, when it comes to the Detroit Lions, Kenny Galladay uh, inside my top 12 wide receivers this week, Greg. Marvin Jones lands on IR. I think that Kenny Galladay is going to see a massive target share in this game. I don't hate Danny Amendola either. I do prefer Chris Conley over him, but I think Amendola is one of those, you know, if you're desperate for a flex or, or a wide receiver three, you can do worse than Danny Amendola this week. Uh, and then I expect a, a ton of targets for Chris Godwin on the other side, Greg. No more Mike Evans. He's been the go-to guy for Jameis Winston all season long. I think if you're desperate for a tight end, you know, with those targets now gone, uh, with Mike Evans being out, I think OJ Howard is back in the mix. I do like Ian Thomas over him as a stream, but OJ Howard, I think, again, if you're desperate for a tight end... I think he's in this mix. He's going to see some targets. I agree with you. I think he's absolutely in the mix here this week without Mike Evans. We've been trying to figure out who's going to replace Mike Evans. Like, which of these wide receivers, the Scotty Millers of the world? OJ Howard's probably the easy answer. Yeah, you're probably right. And we were trying to figure out earlier in the week, Brashad Perryman uh, and Justin Watson. I exactly. like Watson, but Perryman was on the field more. And now you have to decide you know, coming who's back, going man. to see more targets. And Scotty Miller back in the mix, too. If you're desperate again, like in a deeper league, I think that you can look at Perryman and Watson. Really good matchup going up against this Detroit Lions secondary. The Lions defense in general is very bad, but I think the easy answer, like you said, Greg, is is OJ Howard's probably going to see uh, the most consistent uptick here. You mentioned Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas starting this week once again for Carolina. Let's Greg, go. Greg Olson has been ruled out with his concussion. So Carolina going up against a Seattle team that has a lot of points in the tight end position. Ian Thomas certainly in the mix here this week for the Carolina Panthers. Eli, I've gotten a lot of questions about Curtis Samuel. What do you think of him this week? Um, I feel like this was, I mean, massive, massive offseason darling. Everyone thought he was going, um, to, to get past it and the production wise of, um, Oh my God! Why can't I think of his DJ name? Moore. Uh, DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore is the number one receiver there. Uh, I never bought into the Curtis Samuel hype. Uh, I think he could, you know, he he could be uh, effective, but I don't think I would trust him this week. I think uh, Ian Thomas has a possibility of having a decent game, and DJ Moore is the guy that you want to trust there. I think Curtis Samuel is a solid wide receiver three, low end wide receiver three in this spot. I'm not really scared of the Seattle Seahawks secondary, Greg, or their defense in general. Seattle is a six and a half point favorite in this game and the Carolina Panthers are home dogs. I think that they're chasing points, which is going to lead to more throwing. Obviously love DJ Moore. Get him in your lineups. Christian McCaffrey is going to be Christian McCaffrey, uh, but I do like Curtis Samuel and I like Ian Thomas. You mentioned the Seattle Seahawks have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends all season long. Uh, Greg Olson has been ruled out of this game. I think Ian Thomas is a fine stream. He is my tight end 12. I picked him up. I'm starting him in a league. Let's go Ian Thomas. Would you prefer Curtis Samuel over any of those fringy other wide receivers we've been talking about, like the Danny Amendola's, the Chris Conley's? What do you think, Greg? I probably would prefer Samuel to them, yes. I have Chris Conley ranked slightly higher than Curtis Samuel. So and hard. then I have Amendola it, behind it is Curtis like Samuel, but they're all shoot, man. They're right... This whole range for me, like wide receiver thirty to forty, Throw a dart. is 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 Terry McLaurin, Zach Pascal, Darius Layton, Sterling Shepard, all players that have solid matchups, Greg. But you have concerns over their quarterback play or just in general, you know, like they've been inconsistent. A lot of those players have been inconsistent this year, so uh, it, it's a tougher spot. But 
Check out my rankings on rotoexperts.com if, uh, if you're stuck in a pickle here, Greg. Ding, indeed. Ding. Ding, indeed, Frankie. Okay, we have just a couple minutes left. I want to get to, again, as many games as possible. We did a couple yesterday, so if we can get to your game today, we probably did yesterday. Denver and KC. EY, this is a big spot because it's Drew Locke against his ex-girlfriend. Talked about earlier in the week, man. It is Lamar uh, Clark Hunt's daughter. Gracie Hunt is Drew Locke's ex-girlfriend. What will that extra motivation do for Drew Locke? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, I mean, he is playing against Kansas City's defense. Um, I think I was reading a thing the other day that, that they blitz uh, a lot. Um, and that's just, I think, because they're just trying to put pressure on the quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how Drew Locke does here. He has looked pretty decent, uh, or he comes into the gate pretty decent. It kind of falls away uh, as the game goes, but but is uh, is really interesting. I like Sutton here. Um, I like Philip Lindsay and Noah Fant. Um, if you're looking for a tight end, I feel like this could be the week that uh, you can really trust him. Yeah, we saw a big game out of Noah Fant last week. Just have to make sure he's healthy, Greg. If yeah. you can look up what the latest is on Noah Fant, that would help us out. It is a good matchup for him. The six most fantasy points to tight ends this year. That is what the Chiefs are allowing. I like Cortland Sutton, as EY mentioned. Phil Lindsay should be able to get going here in this spot. Uh, the Chiefs have allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs so far this season. On the other side, I don't want to get involved with the Kansas City Chiefs running backs. They haven't been able to run the football effectively. There's three running backs in the here. I don't think that Damian Williams is going to play in this game. You're using Tyreek Hill. You're using Patrick Mahomes. You are using Travis Kelsey. And man, you'd have to be really desperate, but Sammy Watkins had eight targets last week. No fat trending sure. in the right direction despite being listed as questionable. Uh, we didn't get to two games. It's the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns, the Rams and the Cardinals. M&M Bowl. <laughs> the Lincoln Riley Bowl. I do like Baker Mayfield a lot this week. He is my QB nine. Darvis Landry inside my top twelve. Please, I know he's burned you all year. Go back to Odell Beckham. All right, there you go. There you have it. Hopefully, he'll be back with us on Monday as a winner and headed to your fantasy finals. For Eric Young and Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again on Monday. We hope. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. The Bears at the Packers, Greg. The Green Bay Packers, five-point favorites. A 41-point total in this game. Greg, I have Aaron Rodgers ranked as my... QB 12 on the week. He is at home where he has played better in his career. He's been very inconsistent this year. He's got five games over 19 fantasy points this year. The other eight games, he has been held under 15 fantasy points. So he's had some big games, but he's really had some clunkers because they've been running the ball more. What say you? Yeah, so for me, if I had another option, the Ryan Tannehill's of the world. I have Ryan Tannehill as my QB 4. <laughs> <laughs> what a world we're living in. What can go wrong in week 15? <laughs> I have him ranked ahead of Patrick Mahomes. That seems dangerous. I like to live on the edge here, Greg. Clearly you do. Um, starting, starting him in the pit league, boys. I'm the only BFF left. Let's, let's get behind this.
Too soon, Ewan. Too soon, man. What are you? Come yes. on. I do have Baker and Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick ranked ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Um, where do you? Where's you said Baker and Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Baker is my QB nine so, against the Cardinals. Fitzpatrick QB eleven, one spot ahead. So I agree with that. Um, I I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers' game log, and as somebody that has not really had Aaron Rodgers this year, I, I had him in, in one spot, but. It's been very annoying. He has not thrown for 300 yards in like six weeks. Like that's a really long time. Not throw for 300 yards if you're Aaron Rodgers. Um, previously this year against Chicago, that was the opening day. 200 yards, one touchdown. And that's like kind of what I expect on a weekly basis from Aaron Rodgers, right? About 200 yards, one to two touchdowns. In fact, he hasn't thrown more. He's thrown more than one touchdown just once in the last six weeks. It was four touchdowns against the Giants, which doesn't really count. So... To me, I don't love Aaron Rodgers. I think the other guys that you could choose from Tannehill, Fitzpatrick, Mayfield, I'm much more interested. I have no problem benching Aaron Rodgers. EY, do you agree? Are you starting Baker Mayfield at the Cardinals who have allowed the most fantasy points and most passing touchdowns this year? Ryan Fitzpatrick going up against the Giants. I'll even throw Kyler Murray in this mix because I have him ranked one spot behind Aaron Rodgers. Kyler Murray going up against Baker Mayfield here. We've got the clash of the uh, the past two Heisman Trophy winners. Would you use Kyler Murray over Aaron Rodgers this week, EY? I just want to let you know your shot looks good. You say I think I would seriously think about it. That, that offense uh, has kind of got it done. It doesn't really matter. They're playing at home, uh, indoors. Uh, Cleveland um, hasn't been the defense that I think a lot of people thought they were going to be. And I think that Baker's going to be able to move the ball. I've got an interesting decision. Uh, I've got Mayfield and Wentz. So uh, I'm not sure what to do there. Uh, but out of out of um, Murray and Mayfield, I think I'd probably, probably lean Baker, I think. Sports Grid News Update. In the NFL, the Giants will not have Evan Ingram on the field Sunday. The tight end is out with that foot injury. The Giants also released cornerback Janoris Jenkins. Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers is unlikely to play Sunday night. That was announced late on Thursday. Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did resume throwing a football on Friday. He's dealing with a broken thumb. Cardinals GM Steve Kime would not commit to bringing back David Johnson in 2020. In the NBA, a couple of notes for the Orlando Magic. Nikola Vucevic went through shoot-around, is, quote, hopeful of playing Friday versus Houston, but he will be a game-time decision. Markel Fultz went through shoot-around on Friday morning.